go. Welcome to our YouTube fan film movie review. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. This time we are doing the fan film called Nightmare Killing Joker, which is, uh, who was the director on that? Directed by Jordan D. Foss. Hold on. Do the whole thing. Produced by Palm Drive Productions. Written and directed by Jordan Foss. Director of photography and edited by Taylor Ross. Starring Dustin Gulledge, Tyler Burke, Taylor Fernandez. Taylor. Not Taylor. (laughs) Taylor Fernandez. Michael Mantoni. Or Mantone. Yeah. Rosette. I'm sorry. Jose Jose Rosette. Josette Rosette. (laughs) Or Rosetti. Stephanie Gale Williams and Tyquan Givens. All right. The Nightmare fan series is a, is a non-profit fan film and is in no way affiliated with DC Comics or Warner Brothers Entertainment. Joker is jailed, and as he's sitting there in jail, he is about to be interrogated by one of the psychologists or, or therapists that are there, and she wants to know why he had turned himself in voluntarily to Arkham Asylum. That's when he proceeds to tell her the story of why. Yes. So, and then we go into uh, him getting out of jail. Was it jail that he was getting out of at the beginning? Yes. Okay. And he's picked up by someone named Johnny Chill, who we find out is an undercover uh, agent for Alfred at the time. And then you find out later he is Robin, of course. Um, you And we both believe he's pretty much Jason Todd, the Jason Todd version of Robin, correct? Did you believe he was Jason Todd? Yeah, because the way he was killed. So, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> but yeah, the way he was Did taken. you believe it was Jason Todd at the beginning of the film? No. I, I At first, I just thought he was an undercover. Um, I didn't know if he was actually Batman undercover at first or not. I didn't even think of Robin until he became, he dressed up as Robin. Um, I was just straight up going for Batman from the get-go. Because Batman has played undercover before, like in um, uh, the Dark Knight Returns animated that I've watched. Because I've never read the graphic novel. So, um, I remember when he dressed up like an old woman. You know, uh, when he fought that Nazi chick with the with the Nazi swastika tassels on her titties. <laughs> so, um, what? You know, when he fought the Nazi chick at the beginning of the Dark Knight Returns Part Two, and he's he's dressed up like this old like woman. Yeah, but why would why would Batman be shown as in his twenties? I don't know the thought processes of the way that when I mean, yeah. hey, they had Jesse Eisenberg play Lex Luthor, dude. So I, but, nothing yeah, surprises then, me anymore. No, well, no, that's. One has nothing to do with the other. One is shit. The other is a fan film that that takes great great care in showing that there would be no way that this would be Batman. So yeah, and, and his and he had a shaved head. So Batman doesn't do that. So then yeah. So this uh, so Jason Todd that where you know let's just say Robin undercover is uh, Joker's uh, escort and driver, and he takes them. First, he takes them to what you you call the Rogues Gallery, which is looks like a strip club full of. Uh, other uh, Gotham villains, and uh, and including Harley Quinn and uh, TikTok. Okay, hold on. None of these people you know, so and with a few exceptions. It's not TikTok. It's the Clock King. And then um, you have the ventriloquist, who is the guy with the dummy. You have obviously Harley. You have Mister Freeze, that was in the beginning when it when it opened up as he was trying to break. He was pounding on the door. Yeah. And then um, there was a few other people that were in that scene in the bar, but for the most part, it just it, they were just quickly passed by. I mean, you could have had Hugo Strange, you could have had a whole bunch of other people, but yeah. I didn't notice a lot. Um, and then the bouncers with uh, goon shirts on, t-shirts come on, and which they... is a, a callback to the '60s, by the way. Yeah, Batman. 
And uh, so then, yeah, you get them. They they take him to Killer Croc, take it, Joker and... Hold on. I, I need to go back. Yeah. The reason... I, I didn't mean to sound like a condescending dick when I said the people that you know nothing about. Joe is not a Batman guy like I am. Um, so I meant to... What I meant to really say was... Is... is Joe didn't know all of the second tier Batman villains. Yeah. I know Egghead more than I know the Clock King. Yeah, exactly. And Egghead wasn't Egghead created just for the TV show? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And and um so that's that's uh, so that's that's my fault. I I should have No problem. I should have come across a little bit less condescending dick than I did, but whatever. Um yeah, so and even then, I mean, the Clock King is taken that character is taken directly from the I mean, the version that's in this is taken directly from the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not Batman: Brave and the Bold, but the Bruce Tim animated series. Yeah, and same with the Ventriloquist. Uh, <laughs> the Harley Quinn one is taken from. It seems like uh, a mixture of the movies and and a couple of other uh, DC animated non non Bruce Tim films. Uh-huh. And then what about uh, what did you think about Killer Croc? Look, uh, fan films. I give a pass on most of the stuff because they're working on a limited budget. Yeah. There are a few things they're trying to do to convey this series, this Nightmare series or Nightmare series or whatever they're calling it, or Nightmares. And the first part is I'm not going to, I'm not going to criticize everything. Getting used to the the lead actor playing Joker. You had to get used to him. Yeah, he didn't do a bad job. Gulledge is is the is the guy that did uh, the Joker. Uh, after reading through uh, the comments, look, this is a this is a good film. This is it's decently written. Yeah, you needed a little bit of polish on the script. Well shot, very well shot. Yeah, the end scene with the Joker looking at the therapist, and I didn't catch her name if she she even gave her name out. I kept thinking that was Harley Quinn. It's not. Because it says Doctor Q in the credits. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think it is. Because and it may be, but obviously it's. It, there's there's an obvious Harley Quinn at the club. Yeah. So who knows? What if that wasn't Harley Quinn at the club and she was just dressed a certain way? And now when he turns that Doctor Q into Harley Quinn, she he, he likes he'll have her start dressing like that stripper. It's possible. Very possible. Because the very first thought that I had was that's Harley Quinn so talking to the Joker, uh, just like in the animated series. But remember when I said the look, like he was trying to be more like Jack Napier, you know, Jack Nicholson's Joker than anything else. The, the like the mask looked more like Jack Napier than any, you know. Um, yeah, but see, um, I I have I have an int- I, I have a problem with that entire fucking storyline, uh-huh. uh, and it's not it's not these guys that are doing it. It's it's the whole Tim Burton um, calling Joker Jack Napier. Yeah, it's the whole idea that somebody has to give a name to the Joker. We have to have a backstory to the Joker. And there's more of a reason for Batman to kill the Joker because he killed his parents instead of Joe Chill. Exactly. Yeah. And I I just my entire problem with the idea of Jack Napier being the Joker is that it, it invalidates the Joker. I remember when I saw because it's deeper. Yeah, it's fucking deeper than than just that, and 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 
my uncle had the same complaints when we saw the the first Batman when it came out, and he said my two problems are Batman does not fucking kill people, and he does, but. He goes, my Batman does not fucking kill people because he grew up with the 60s show. Right, but that's that's 60s camp. It's Batman and he read the does, comics. Batman does kill people. He tries not to, but it, sometimes it's just out of control. Well, maybe eventually he did start killing people, but... Well, he didn't kill people like, you know, just straight out murder them. Like, if they fell off a fucking building and he tried to rescue them, you know, he still ended up killing them. It's, you know, it was inadvertent. That's what I'm talking about. He mentioned, like, when he actually just bombed an entire factory full of goons. You know, Batman doesn't do that. Um, And then the other thing he said was, you know, Joker did not kill Batman's parents. Right. So those were his problems with it. Um, Yeah, I I just, again, it's that, I want to say intrinsic, but it's not. It's, It's the idea. It's the idea that, this has been put into quote unquote canon mm-hmm. and it's not no because the 1989 Batman is based off of the killing joke and the entire movie is non DC canon as it is. I mean, you know, and Tim Burton did a great job. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. This guy did a really good job and kept that whole Tim Burton esque feel with it. And it also had the animated series <laughs> feel to it as well. Yeah. But my problem with this movie stems only in one real area, which is, the Joker makeup. Uh-huh. The Joker makeup made his head look way too big. He, he reminded me also Jim Carrey's the mask in, in a few regards. Yeah, yeah. And and the hair and everything else. Look, I know they're trying to go for a certain look, and I know they're trying to do certain things with it, but you can do you can do that without using what amounts to a static face. Mm-hmm. The the makeup the makeup ultimately is fucking great. It really looks good. It does look good, but the problem is, is that it's inflexible. Yeah, it it doesn't look authentic. It looks like rubber, especially around the nose, the nostrils, and stuff. Yep. Yeah, and, and if you watch like the if you watch like Face Off or anything else like that, I mean that's I, that's all I did for for years. All I did was get involved with special effects and and um, and how they did things and and and. Facial makeup and whatnot. So yeah. special effects is something that's near and dear to me. Yeah. I love special effects. Great special effects will enhance a movie. Uh-huh. Bad special effects will detract. They'll pull you out of the, the fantasy. Right. And yeah. in in some cases, this pulled me out of this show because of his makeup. Um, on top of that, his laugh... Um, he was. I know what he's trying to do with he, the laugh. Yeah, he was bet way. He was better when he was more subdued than he was when he was excited. Yeah, I wanted him to do more of that, um, that 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 stoner Mark Hamill laugh that Joker did. Yeah, the, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and he, and it went like because yeah. that's that's a fucking creepy laugh. Yeah, you know. And then he and then he went into that high pitched fucking wail of a. Of a laugh. When you're talking about visual effects, what pulled me into this after you know the the Joker introduction was when uh, Johnny Chill was driving him in the car, and you see ba- um, Gotham in the background. Right. That looked really fucking cool. They did an excellent job with that. Yeah, I mean every everything that was done visually, the special effects, yeah, was great. Um, I, I the only problem that I have, and it's minor again, is is the face makeup because it just made it when you look at him. And and you see him walking towards you. His head looked way too big. Yeah, and that's always been an issue with me when it comes to 
the you know head neck uh, you know like if uh, when i'm looking at my head in the fucking in in the mirror uh-huh. my neck is way too skinny for my head because i have a gigantic fat fucking head and that's because i have a skinny fucking stupid neck too i have this chicken neck and you know, well, my body's all whacked anyway, so it doesn't really matter to skinny chicken arms and a fucking weird torso. Mm. But my point being is that when you have a giant head that doesn't fit, I mean, my my body in particular, it's proportionate. Yeah. Yours is proportionate to, you know, uh, the way that your body is set up. And you're losing weight, and you can see the proportions as they're, as they're going down. <laughs> And in this case, the Joker's head is not proportionate to his body because it looks like a Nancy Reagan balloon head. Yeah. So, and that's... You said Nancy Reagan balloon. Yeah, parade float head. Uh, Nancy Reagan parade, parade Nancy, float head. I feel parched. Um, yeah, I, um, the, uh, the part where he goes down to see Killer Croc and then he, um, he throws the card into one of the goons' thr- necks. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden the gas comes out and everything like that. That right. all looked really cool. I like the hanging body. That was fucking cool. Yeah. Um, that makeup effect was just amazing. I also like the fact that they didn't use Batman to overtake any of this movie. You know, they let it, it let it do its other thing without focusing on Batman at all until the end credit scene where you see Batman. Right. You know, l- overlooking the city. And that was, you know, so I'm glad that they 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 controlled themselves enough while while doing this that they they didn't they didn't Gotham the TV series it you know by having to throw you have to throw Batman in here ready too soon right all right we're gonna do this because this is this is what should have happened there it is I almost want to run this for the entire fucking 16 minutes, but we're not going to do that. No. That's that's so that that laugh right there, where you know he's he's just doing that <laughs> type of thing, yeah. and and then the cackle. Um, in in this one, like, or in this the short. He seems to more. It's it's like a scream laugh type of thing, and yeah. I, I, like I said, I, I, he's trying to throw them all together, and that's fine. That, that that works in some some sense, but the Joker is fucking insane, like like bat shit insane. Yeah, no pun intended. He's fucking crazy, and there was a scene in the car where he was he was like ooing and aahing at the city, right? Yeah. And pointing and and that right there, that that is the that is everything the Joker is. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. Like he's happy, he's out, but he sees the city and now and, and he's just like he's like a childlike wonder. Yeah. And and that's that came across to me as him really settling into the character and mm-hmm. going you know, even though it's a green screen type of thing, and he's like, "Oh, ooh, you know, yeah, that's crazy, that's fucking crazy," mm-hmm. because nobody in their right mind would do something like that unless they're a kid, yep. you know, and they see the lights and everything else. Because everybody else has been jaded to the point where it's just a city, yeah, and he's he's fucking 
enamored with that whole idea of look at the lights. Yeah. And then when he goes to... I also think he's seeing opportunity everywhere of, of things that he can just do. Yeah, yeah. and Or, or the destruction he could rot. Looks like he also thrives on throwing people off. Like, he does unpredictable things on, intentionally just so that no one can ever get a good beat on what he's going to do. Yeah, well, that's Joker in of it. That's Joker's essence. Yeah, like is, him turning himself he's in. He's fucking crazy. Yeah, and turning himself into the fucking... You know, into the... the um, yeah, no the one kills the bat but the Joker. Yeah. And he will fucking make sure that nobody will get the opportunity to injure the bat He will to, to the point of saving Batman. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And then him blowing up Jason Todd. It's like a very obsessive uh, relationship. Right. And, and well, the whole the whole ending of, of this, this um, short where he beats Jason Todd, which is taken right from uh, the animated movie Red Hood, and, and it's also taken from a comic, but A Death in the Family. Where he beat Jason Todd with a fucking um, with a crowbar, right? Yeah. But he also beat him. To, he beat him to the point where he could still move, so that he would have a chance to escape. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Like he didn't beat him to death, and then he left a, a bomb there. Yeah. So that he could, you know, n- now he has a point. Now he has a chance to really. Yeah. The Joker doesn't always want certainty. It's like he wants opportunities, like. Everywhere, like like, let's see what might happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. let's do this and see what 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 goes on. Yeah, can you escape? Can you? And then if you do, what am I going to do next? Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's what's really cool about this. Like I the said, insanity some, and genius at the same time, right? Some some of the pieces of of this, like it's it's a short film, so it's it's not fair to just go full blown critique and, and bash it because. Uh, these guys are just making movies to make movies for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, yeah, they want to make money at some point. But the fan film stuff that they're doing, they're doing just for fun. And that comes across in this entire thing of of they're taking it straight from basically the Tim Burton-esque era with I mean with all the colors and the gases and like you know the way that the everything's lit. Yeah. Um. The 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 scene where Jason Todd is is all lit in red. The scene where Killer Croc is all lit in like that that seawater color or, or or bluish water color. Yeah. With some greens, which is very very, uh, and I, I you know I, I, this is not a dig at them, but it's very very um uh, Schumacher. Yeah, I was gonna say it gave, gave me the vibes of the color schemes from um Batman Forever. Right. Yeah. yeah. But not not as stupid. Yeah, not as. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I, I'm not even gonna go there. You know, they they went like I said. They they took all the Batman films and <laughs> joygasm. Yeah, and and fucking uh, uh, the the you know the '60s Batman stuff yeah. with the colors and everything else, and even yeah, even the um, even the bar. Was all lit in like bright red and, yeah. and and a couple of other colors. It was fun. It, it, it gave me it gave energy to it and brought me you know got me more invested. Yeah, yeah. and and like I said, I mean like the only and I, I don't want to call it. I hate saying problem or issue. My the the the, the detractor, I guess, is if we uh-huh. want to call it for me was was the this the the weird laugh. Uh, I'm just not a fan of it, so it's not that big of a deal. And because um, I think it could have been better. Um, like I really, it would have been so much if he had done that 
that machine gun type laugh. Yeah. That would have been so creepy. It's just so creepy. What about uh, the way DiMaggio did it? DiMaggio, yeah, absolutely. DiMaggio absolutely captured the essence because he did the same exact shit. But he's got that. He's got that ability to do that. Um, even if he, if if uh, Gulledge had done the DiMaggio laugh, um, that that would have just amplified this fucking character, uh, like over the top. Yeah. And um, that's, but that's me. It's it. You know, I, I have I my my. My two problems with this film are the the makeup not not fitting, you know, the face, and uh, um, the minor part is the laugh. That's really all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Other yeah. than that, like the the Killer Croc thing, I wasn't a big fan of because at least they didn't try to put some fucking you know like the alligator head on top of him or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like cheesy. like in Suicide Squad. Yeah, where it the, the like that makeup didn't work because they put this fucking alligator head on somebody with a skinny neck. Yeah. And it's just like, that's way wrong. Yeah. That doesn't fucking work. No. It's the proportions are completely off. And that's, and so I, I give them credit. I, I mean, the, the killer croc thing, his teeth weren't filed down. It, you know, he could have been wearing a prosthetic in his mouth where it had the sharp teeth or something like that. But for the most part, uh, you know, they they went typical gang member with the you know the leather. They went Danny Trejo. <laughs> that's where they went. They went Danny Trejo from from Desperado. Yeah, and I, I guess that's okay. I'm fine with that. All right, so uh, I, I'm pretty sure we both recommend uh, watching this. Absolutely, if you get a chance, we'll put the link in with the description uh, on both because this will go out both as a podcast and on the YouTube. But is is this a movie that you should watch? Well, there's a series, so yes, absolutely. Um, it takes from it takes from all eras. It gives it the Joel Schumacher coloring scheme, but not the Joel Schumacher shit. But not all the loincloth statues or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't shit it up and and put nipples on Batman, <laughs> and and uh, turn it into a big fucking stupid farce. Yeah, uh, you know, on on rollerblades, Ugh. so to speak. Okay. It, it 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 just it makes it uh, homage. It's an homage yeah. to, the, and that's fine because the color schemes in in the Joel Schumacher Batman stuff. If you really look at it from a film, technically, from you know from a technical point, it's it's fucking brilliantly colored. Yeah, you know. But other than that, that's that, that's, that's as all I know I is when I started realizing that they were going to always use a big actor to play a villain in in the Batman film, starting with you know, um, like the I, first one, I, yeah, and then going on to Batman Returns, you know, with uh, Devito and Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm like, oh god, I would love to see Schwarzenegger play a villain in Batman, but they'll never do it. They'll never fucking do it. Schwarzenegger should have fucking played Bane. See, how simple would that fucking be, right? And and yeah, and then instead they give them these stupid cheesy lines that make puns worse than I fucking make. I, chill. Patrick Stewart should have played fucking Mister Freeze. The Iceman cometh. <laughs> like how awesome would it have been Fuck. if Patrick Stewart would have played fucking yeah uh, Mister Freeze. Freeze? Fucking a, that would be great with that voice. Yeah, that'd be absolutely great. I love the voice of Mister Freeze from the animated series, though. Or or Norm Macdonald, yeah. one or the other. It's great. Hey. They had, a, they had a game called Batman Vengeance hey, on the PS2. It was hey. one of the first releases, and it was directly made um, to look exactly like the animated series. 
And so there's a scene where you're fighting Mr. Freeze and he uses the same exact voice. And it's fucking great because the whole time it's like you want to fight Mr. Freeze even longer just so you can keep hearing him banter. Yeah, that's um, oh gosh, uh, he's he's um he always does these great great voices. Who played Mr. Freeze? Uh, uh, Eli Wallach. Oh shit! Okay, good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, he was the ugly. And then Otto <laughs> Preminger, George Sanders, John DiMaggio, Jim Maskin. <laughs> you son of a. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is one of my favorite fucking characters ever since he was reintroduced in Batman. Yeah. Uh, is, I think series. the only positive I can give on Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze was when he was out of his costume and the makeup on him, it was how it was like glittery. It looked really fucking cool. Eli Wallach played him um in the early sixties Batman. Huh. Okay. He was uh he was voiced by Ted Knight in the Batman Superman hour. That was in the eighties. Uh, Lenny uh, Weinrib and Michael and Sarah. Oh, that's cool. The character appeared in Batman the Animated Series and was designed. The new design was done by Mike McNola. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Victor Freeze worked for Goth Corp and embezzled funds to cryogenically freeze his terminally ill wife. And it was uh, voiced by Michael and Sarah, who was a... Died six years ago. Yeah. He played Cochise in Broken Arrow. He was in the Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. He played Commander Kang in the three Star Trek TV series and uh, Law of the Plainsman. All right. Anyways. So, yeah, th- that's that's what it comes down to is these guys did a really, really good job. And there's a lot there's a there's a lot of eye candy. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, you can see the the love they had for their project. So good, good, good on them. And uh, yeah, check out uh, Nightmare Killing Joker. Yep. On the YouTube. On the YouTubes. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. All right. All right. We'll let you know what we see next so time. So what did you really think about this show? Does it fucking suck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Feedback, please. Tell, give us feedback. No, we love what, did you, what did you really think about the fucking movie? I liked it. It was, it was a joke, Joe. It was a fucking joke. It was a... It was a it. Shut up. It was a killing joke. Ugh. Shut up. <laughs> There you go.